0: Well, today we have a powerful, powerful guest speaker. Pastor Marty is on vacation getting some much needed rest, but uh, Stephen Goud is with us this morning. Um, that's right. <laughs> Stephen and Jennifer are an extended pathway family. Stephen is actually the Dean of Men at CFNI in Dallas, and I can tell you this he is locked and loaded to bring the Word of God this morning. So, you guys prepare your hearts, and let's welcome Pastor Stephen to the platform. <laughs>
1: Good morning, Pathway. How are you? Y'all good? You awake this morning? 11 o'clock. Y'all should be a little more lively, but I don't know. That nine o'clock crowd was rowdy. So I'm, I've been doing this for a while, and I'm supposed to conserve myself and save myself, but then that worship was so amazing. I think I was jumping so high one time, I think I could have dunked a basketball. I'm not sure. I felt the anointing to dunk a basketball. This is a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. Jesus is in here with us, amen. amen? My wife sends her greetings all the way from Japan. She's on a mission trip. I'm not sure why they call it a mission trip since um, she's staying in a nice hotel and has AC and has better food than we have in America, but hey, someone has to do it for the kingdom of God, Amen. amen. I want to speak to you today, preach to you today, scream at you today. If you've ever heard me preach, I will scream quite a bit. So get ready, but I won't spit on you because you're far away, but with these lights I see every piece of spit that comes out of my mouth and thank God you're not close because I have spit a lot in the last two services. I want to talk to you today about dreams. How many knows that it's God's will for you to dream? but it's also God's will for you to live the dream. Amen? 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 You believe that? Let's open up a prayer, then we're going to watch a little video. Spirit of God, we welcome you. We thank you for honoring us this morning with your presence. We thank you, Jesus, that we are not absent from you and we are not begging for you to come. We're not begging for you to do something. It was your idea before it was ever ours. So we just agree with the idea of heaven today to unite the kingdom and the will of God in pathway in our families as it is in heaven so it will be on earth because that's your good plan and we submit to it. We trust you today. We believe you today that your promises are yes and amen. We are not a part of a dead kingdom, not a part of a dead church, and we don't serve a dead savior, but you are resurrected. So we submit to your resurrection power today, and we say we want it all. We want every bit that you have for us. Leave nothing out. Leave nothing on the table. In Jesus' name, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Father, I pray for every marriage right now in the house. I pray for those marriages that are struggling. I pray for those marriages that have lost communication. I pray that you would reconnect the heart with first love again. I pray, Jesus, that you would heal broken hearts in the marriages. I pray that you would heal discouragement in the marriages. I pray that you would heal the family, not by might nor by power. In Jesus' name, I command every family of Pathway to be radically healed and radically made whole. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So we're going to play this video. I want you to listen to the very first line that this little boy says that he speaks. You can play the video.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, you'll probably be about as good as I was. That's kind of the way it works, you know. And I, I, I was below average. You yeah, know, so, oh. So you'll probably ultimately rank somewhere around there, you know. So, I really, uh, you'll excel at a lot of things, just not this. So I don't want you out here shooting this ball around all day and night. All, right? all right. Okay. don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. Alright? Alright. You got a dream. You got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something? Go get it. Period.
1: Amen. Pass the Kleenexes. You got a dream? Go get it. Period. And don't let anyone ever force you to put your dream in a bag. Amen. So look at your neighbor. Touch two people. Tell them, I'm going pro today. Look at the other neighbor and tell them, I'm going pro today. But Pathway ain't signing no contracts. We ain't paying no millionaires. (laughs) I'm going pro. Let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, 28. Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27, 28. All the way back at the beginning. And God spoke. I'm glad that he still speaks. Let us make human beings in our own image. Making them reflect our nature. So they will be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. And all the hunters said, amen. Verse 27, God created, God created human beings. He created them God-like. He created them to reflect his own nature. He created them male and female. Oh, the male said, glory to God. God blessed them. Listen, God blessed you. God blessed pathway. And he sent over pathway. He sent over your home. He sent over your family. He said, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, and take charge. Can you say that with some gusto? Take charge. Mm -hmm. Amen. One more time. Take charge. Amen. So I picked this scripture because Holy Spirit said to pick it. Got to be obedient to the boss. But the concept of dreaming and the concept of creating are found both in the same biblical word. So if you really look at this scripture right here, this verse right here, it really says that God dreamed and then he created Do you realize that one day God was not just sitting on his throne and look over at Holy Spirit and and look over at his son Jesus and say, hey, I think today we'll just make heaven and earth. Let's make a sun, let's make stars, let's make waters, let's make boundaries for those waters, and then let's make all these animals and all these trees, and then let's make people. What provoked God to create? A dreamy nature is what provoked God to create. Before God ever created anything, before he ever master planned anything, he imagined it. He dreamed of it. And then that provoked him to create. But he didn't only stop there, but his dreaming, he in his dreaming, he dreamed of having me and having you. He dreamed of having sons and having daughters. What does that make me and you? That makes me and you a dream come true. So, tonight, when you lay down in your pillow, you have to realize that your life is a dream come true. Don't live your life like you're not fulfilling someone's dream. Every day you wake up, realize that your life, your position, your destiny, your drive, your fire, your prayer life, your gift, your parenting, your sonship, your daughtership is literally fulfilling the dream of heaven. Your life has the power to fulfill heaven. That's the authority, that's the nature he put inside of you. He said, I will make them in my image, and my nature. In other words, I will make them to be dreamers, but I will also give them the power to fulfill the dream. It's one thing to dream, it's another thing to have the power to fulfill the dream. But since I am made and you're made in the image of God, that means that the creative power that lived inside of God also lives inside of me. You have the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives inside a pathway. Let me say that again. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead after he was dead for three days lives on the inside of you. The same spirit lives inside of you, parent. The same spirit lives inside of you. To dream. And to create. He dreamed of you in your mother's womb and knitted you together. Created a delicacy that man cannot see, but causes you to function by. He was intentional when he made you. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. That word know is literally an intimate word. You look it up in the Hebrew, it stands for Intimacy. His thoughts for you were not just common thoughts, but his thoughts for you were intimacy. He intimately thought of you and then created you with purpose, with destiny, with power, with success. You were created. You were dreamed up for success and greatness. You don't have a choice but to succeed in life. You don't have a choice but to be great in life. You don't have a choice but to be the first and not the last. You don't have a choice but to be the beginning and not the end because you were created for greatness. He said, I know you, and I know the plans, the purpose, and the destiny that I created you for. I hope I'm not too intense. I'm just living a dream. (laughs) I've been baptized with fire. You're a dream come true. Your life is a dream come true. Nick Vujicic, I'm sure many of you have heard of him. Little boy that was born with a terrible, terrible disease. Born with no arms, born with no legs, and just two small feet. You can imagine the discouragement, the fear, the failure, the depression that this young man went through. Finally, at the age of 10, Nick said, I've had all I can have. And he tried drowning himself in his own bathtub did not succeed, thank God. Many years later, he picked up his Bible and began to read it. And he came across John chapter nine. And in this beautiful chapter, the writer writes of a story of a young man that was born blind with a disability just like Nick. The Pharisees asked this provoking question. They say, who sinned? First of all, don't be sin conscious. Be grace conscious. Who sinned? Did his parents sin or did he sin? Jesus said, neither one of them. And Jesus made a profound statement that pierced Nick's heart. He said, this young man was born for my glory. Something leaped on the inside of Nick and for the first time he realized, my life was for the glory of God. For the first time in his life, he realized that his life was a truly a dream come true. This young man, Nick, after reading this, realized that his life was not just a waste of time and a waste of space. He went on to teach himself how to swim, how to surf, and how to play soccer. He went on to marry the love of his life, and they now have two boys, and they're now expecting twin baby girls. This young man is living the dream, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world, letting everyone that he sees and everyone he knows with no arms, no legs, and two little feet, saying, your life, in spite of the circumstances, is a dream come true. In spite of your circumstances, in spite of your failures, in spite of your mess ups, in spite of your past, in spite of your present, what you're going through right now. In spite of what you think tomorrow looks like, that does not disqualify you from living the dream and your life being a fulfillment to God. You're a dream come true. Listen, don't you think that God knew about your issues when he told, um, chose you? You know what I love about the father? He's never one time looked over at the son and said, oh my goodness, what did you get me into? Those people, they just don't listen. He knows about my issues, my insecurities, my failures. He knows about my past, but he still chose me. Listen, you can't earn something you've already been picked for. Jalen and Pate, they don't wake up every day and say, hey dad, what do I gotta do to be your son today? What I got to do to earn sonship? No. They're not trying out for a part they already have. Listen, listen to this. You can cancel your audition before God because you've already got the part. You can cancel trying out for a role in a life that you've already earned the part for. You've already earned the role as a father. You've already earned the role as a mother of the year. You've already earned the role as the best son and best daughter in your home. You've earned it, so live it and live it well. Woo, yeah, Jesus. I love Jeremiah chapter one. He said, Jeremiah from the womb. Pathway listed from the womb. He appointed you and he called you to live this life. Jeremiah never did anything. He never hit a note, never spoke a sermon, never said yes to Jesus, never did any of that. But God still chose him before he ever did it. Listen, it doesn't matter if you ever get another like on Facebook, if you never get another friend request, a follower on Instagram, it doesn't matter if anyone ever retweets your tweet. Because you are the apple of your father's eye. I can leave this house this morning and you can tell Pastor Marty he was terrible and I'm not going to like that, but it really doesn't affect me because I am the apple of my father's eye and I'm up here living the dream of the father that he put inside of me as far back as I can remember. Your life is a dream come true. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. We're just getting started. That's point one. I got 10 more to go. Just playing. I'm hungry. You know what I love about this dream? Is I'm not doing it alone. But I have a father that's cheering me on and that really believes in me. The father believes in your dream. My son Peyton, he's 14 years old, and he's extremely clumsy. But he he makes clumsy look really good. He gets it honest. Jennifer's really, really clumsy and really beautiful doing it. I was watching her watching her one day walk out of church and I'm in the car waiting for her to get there. And I'm just looking at her and she's goofing around and I turn my head and I turn back and she's gone. And I knew the rapture didn't take place because I love Jesus more than she does. (laughs) And then I hear someone knocking on the car door, and I'm like, this girl fell down. And I walk around, she's laying on the ground laughing. I'm like, Jennifer, what happened? She's like, I don't know, I just fell. So Peyton gets the clumsiness, he gets it honest. So we're in the kitchen one day and he spills this glass of water. But before the water makes this big mess, he like does some matrix things with his hands and catches the water cup and catches the water in the cup. And it's just like, just look really cool. And I'm like, son, man, you got fast reflexes. That could have been a big mess. And he looks at me and he says, dad, so those kids at school, I told them that they don't believe me. And I'm like, what's their names? I, I, will, I will beat up a 12-year-old. <laughs> you better not mess with my baby. <laughs> I promise that if you have 12 years old, I won't, I won't beat them up. <laughs> and he said, but you know what, Dad? I, I really don't care what they think about me. And I'm like, really? Well, why don't you care? He said, I don't care because my daddy believes in me. <laughs> You have a father in heaven that believes in your dream, that believes in your ability, that believes in your talent and believes in your skill. Yes. Education diploma is great, but you may not have an education. You may not have a diploma and it really doesn't matter much to God. As long as you've been with Jesus, they said about the disciples, he said, we can tell these are uneducated men, but they've been with Jesus. The father believes in you, not your accolades, not your trophies, not your plaques. He believes in you as a son and you as a daughter. Live your life like you have a father smiling at you. Let me say that again. Live your life like you have a heavenly father choosing to smile at you. Because right now, heaven is smiling at your life. You have the audience of one. You're not in the mix of seven billion people. No one else can do what you can do. No one else in all of creation can make the father feel the way you can make the father feel. Each of you have a special place. And you are very significant. And you have a father in heaven that is moved by you. That is smiling over you. And that says, I believe in you he believes in you this morning listen don't live your life trying to live someone else's dream we don't need the second best someone else we need the first best you point point at yourself you we need you pathway needs you The prayer closet needs you. The revelation of God that he's pouring out needs you, not someone else. You've got one shot at this life. Live it empty. Live it broken. Live it upside down. Live it surrendered all. Live it all in. Live it broke. Live with no regret. Live with no regret. But I stand by myself. Stand by yourself and let the army of heaven stand with you. I don't have the finances. No, but heaven does. I don't have the faith. No, but the Bible does. Step out by faith and let God cause you to walk on water. Just get out of the boat and live your dream. Let the dreamers awaken and pathway this morning. Your dream is not dead. Let me say that again. Your dream is not dead. Your dreaming nature is not dead. The way the Father sees things is not the way that man sees things. I love the story in 1 Samuel chapter 16. That was intense. I didn't expect the mic to pick that up. (laughs) First Samuel chapter 16. The spirit of God speaks to Saul or Samuel and says, Samuel, I have a dream of a righteous king reigning in Israel and I have a dream that from his lineage is going to come the king of kings and the Lord of lords, my son. And this is all going to start at Jesse's house. So go to Jesse's house and find my king. So he goes to Jesse's house. And Samuel's like all of us. He falls in love with the first son. He's like, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. And God's like, no, that's not the one. And then the second one, the third one, seven sons. And God says, no, Samuel. I don't see things and look at things the way that man does. I look at the heart. And I approve the heart of a man. His perspective is totally different than ours. Jesse had a king living in his home and didn't even know it. He wasn't recognized by anyone that day. But he was all that was on God's mind. Who? You are all that is on God's mind. Your dream is going to face trials and tribulations. Your dream is going to face conflict. But listen, conflict always produces an epic life. Let me say that. Conflict always produces an epic life. I'll take all the trials and all the tribulations and all the conflict because I'm not about to live a boring life. Listen, half the Avengers had to disappear so there could be an epic part two. All right. This thing's always going to end epic. Live a life that people are going to talk about. Live a life risking it all. (laughs) Live a life risking it all because you can't take anything with you when you leave. You got one life, and you got one pen, and you got one book. So take out the pen and begin to write history that people want to write about, that people want to talk about, that people want to live like. Live with Gusco, live with fire and passion, live the dream. Church, keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming. There was a dream that lived inside of Abraham and Sarah for 25 years. 25 years this dream lived on the inside of them. They never stopped dreaming. They learned to call those things that are not as though they were. Listen, I understand that sometimes it looks like the dream is in the lion's den. I understand sometimes that the dream looks like that it's in the fiery furnace. I understand it seems like that sometimes the dream is dry and it's on the backside of the desert. And you ask God, "Will there ever be any more water in this dream? Will there ever, ever be any more nourishment in this dream, God? Was it just me? You ever ask God that question? Was it just me? No, if it's bigger than you, then it's God. If it's smaller than you, then it's you. If it's bigger than you, then it's God. If it's smaller than you, then it's you. So don't stop dreaming for things that are bigger than yourself. Don't stop dreaming for things you don't have the money for. You don't have the money for that church out there in 259, but God did. God does, and it's his dream, and he's going to give you the money. Don't stop dreaming. Listen, sometimes the dream looks messy. The cross was messy. Day one in the tomb was messy. Day two in the tomb was messy. But day three, there was resurrection power because at the beginning of the earth, the lamb was slain. But there was a dream that on the third day, resurrection dream was coming forth. There's resurrection power for the dreamer this morning. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep Keep calling things that are not as though they were. It's creative power that lives on the inside of you. Listen, just because it's delayed doesn't mean that God's denied it. Just because he says not right now doesn't mean he's saying never. It may seem like that it's hidden, but I guarantee you it's not forgotten. That dream that you're seeking, that dream that lives on the inside of you, that dream that gives you passion and desire, that dream that drives you, it's a whole lot older than you are. That dream lived in the Father's heart before you ever even formed in your mother's womb, and then when you were born, he said that dream's for them, that dream's for her, that dream's for him. It's not forgotten. Sometimes he just hides the things that he really cares about. David was hidden. Samuel said, Jesse, do you have any more boys? He said, yeah, well, I got this one that's, you know, back out here in the desert tending the sheep. He said, send for him because we will not sit down until he arrives. The fulfillment to the dream wasn't forgotten. He was just out tending the sheep. Just because it's not visible doesn't mean it's not valuable. Just because it seems like that God has put you on a shelf somewhere, he hasn't forgot about the dream that he put inside of you. And there will always be a such a time as this for your life. There will always be a such a time as this for the dream that God put inside of you. There was always a such a time as this for the men and women of the Bible. They just had to keep dreaming. Some of you thought he didn't like you, but no, he likes you so much that he hid you. He protected you. He preserved you because he has a such a time as this that is so significant. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Long you needs to hear what Pathway has to say. You're not hidden and you're not forgotten. You're valuable. And though the dream tarry, listen, wait for it, because the dream will surely come to pass. It will not delay. God is watching over the dream to see that it is fulfilled. Not a word, not a promise of God will fall to the ground, but it all should come to pass. Some of us just need to dream like little kids again. I love dreaming with kids because they have no boundaries, they have no restrictions, they just believe. My kids believe whatever I tell them. I've molded it and shaped them into the kids that God wanted them to be because I've been speaking it over their life since they were just babies, and so they just believe it because Daddy said it. Listen to this. This is my fourteen-year-old who he wrote this when he was ten. This is some dreams. He says, I want to be a football player. I want to be a preacher, a missionary. I want to be a linebacker and offensive lineman. And when I'm a preacher, I will get people saved all around the world. I want to be a missionary because my main goal in life is to get everybody saved in the whole world. I also want to be Batman. (laughs) Me too, son. This is my fifth-year-old when he was 11. Some dreams. I want to be a baseball player. I want to be Wolverine. I want to be so smart I don't have to go to school. I want to own the, I want to own the Batmobile. I want to be in Marine Sniper School. And I also want to win the state lottery. I pray that he does. My top want is I want to be a world changer through the preaching of the word of God. God has got me through the heart. There's no boundaries when you're a kid. Well, that's that's false, false desires. No, it's a dream in nature. I believe that the church needs to come back to being like little kids and put their Superman cape on and begin to fly around the world saying, who can I save in Jesus name? Let the dream in nature awaken the church again. Let the believing awaken in the church again. All I've ever wanted to do is preach. Preach. From a little kid, I practiced the dream of preaching. I would get my papa's tie, I would get his Bible, and I would just walk around just preaching the gospel. Back then, I didn't have any grace. I'd tell people they're going to hell. Thank God I found grace. That would be a terrible sermon to hear on a Sunday morning. Come to church to get life and have to go to the hospital after you're done. That's all I wanted to do was preach. So I just marched around preaching. And I practiced and practiced and practiced my dream. And at the age of 17, I didn't need my Papa's Bible and Papa's tie anymore because God gave me my own Bible, my own tie, and put a microphone in my hand. And I've been living the dream for the last 20 years, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world. Don't underestimate practice in your dream. Some of you are going to trade in that hairbrush for a microphone in a stage. Some of you are going to trade in that pencil and that notebook and those writings for a publishing contract. Some of you are going to trade in that baby doll and God's raising you up to be a mother, mother that's going to raise up missionaries and evangelists and men and women that God's going to plant at the banks, at the high schools, at the middle schools, and in the government offices. So don't quit practicing your dream because one day your such a time as this is going to come and the dream's going to come true. You just got to keep dreaming. Can I get some music, please?